Hi! Hi! Welcome to another Film, film Critters, Critters Processes. processes. Uh, today, we're actually very excited to be talking about uh, a movie that came out fairly recently. We didn't see it in the theaters because we're quarantined. Um, yeah, we, we saw it on our computer screen. The Theater of the Mind, if you will. <laughs> the Theater of the Neat. Uh... Uh, yeah, we saw it on our fucking phones. Uh, it was the movie of it was do Baccarat. Baccarat, Baccarat, distributed through um, Kino Lorber, is what it says. And they did a, uh, a 150 independent theater run with the film. Uh, and I think it currently you can still rent it through them and and watch it actually. Yeah, uh, which we recommend. Uh, you know, yeah. again, check to see if any of your local theaters have it because it's uh really fucking good. It's a really fucking good movie. It's uh yeah. We'll we'll get into it. Um, but uh, I I yeah, I really wasn't expecting to like come away from like a tw- a western, like a spaghetti western, made in 2019, like loving it that much. Yeah. No, I it's it's I I I thought I wouldn't end up liking it because it was a western basically. Right. Uh, cuz like I'm not a big western fan, but I actually watched it uh first with my boyfriend who does love westerns and was like this is like beat for beat perfect as a western. Uh and then immediately turned around and showed it to one of my roommates who also loves westerns <laughs> and he had the same reaction which is like yeah, this is like a perfect western uh just like set in Brazil. And, like, with a sort of, like, uh, I guess the genre is called, like, weird Western, where it's, like, the sort of modern Western thing where it's, like, they'll they'll put other elements of it in there. Right. Uh, I know there's the, the Korean film, The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, I know uh, is a part which, of that as well. Yeah. I love, I, I fucking love that movie. I, I've been wanting to rewatch it, actually. I was talking about, uh, I, I actually was talking about it with my roommate, and I was like, fuck, now I want to just, like, go see that. <laughs> uh I, I don't know any other options since, again, I don't really watch sure, Westerns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I guess Westworld. I'm looking at this list of weird Westerns counts. <laughs> oh, uh, my, my favorite example actually on here I, I am familiar with. Uh, the Wild West C.O.W. Boys of Moo Mesa, the, the weird <laughs> 90s cartoon where they're like alien cowmen who are oh also God. cowboys. Uh, hell, hell fucking yeah, that sounds like a party. Yeah, I, I I will say like, I we've both watched this movie twice. Uh, I the first time I watched it, I was a little bit like I, I don't know. I I was I wasn't ready for it. I think like this the second viewing like really like once you get a handle on the pacing, uh, and get a handle on like what it's going for, uh, it is so 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 much fun. Uh, but yeah, it, it's almost it's almost overwhelming because it, it's it has like so much like stylistic like so many different amazing stylistic choices like i loved all the different like star wars cuts and like frame wipes and shit that this movie has yes actually that reminds me this is this is the thing that i talked about with my boyfriend uh too is the film is also just definitely like has that sort of vibe of like not like a love letter to cinema in the way like people say it and they're jerking themselves off but like (laughs) a love letter to cinema in the sense of like we're playing within a genre film so we're gonna like include like we're gonna draw from multiple types of genre films that we really like 
Um, and one thing I did not – there was, like, a part in it where – uh, there's like a mute song that plays and I was like, oh, this reminds me a lot of like a John Carpenter song and I think it actually is a remix of a John Carpenter song. Yeah, okay, it's 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 a, there's a remix of the John Carpenter song Night on it that I'm pretty sure is what plays like at night. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, like it's, it's like specifically, from when I looked it up, it looked like it specifically, it's the uh, Zola Jesus and Dean Hurley remix. Oh, sick. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I I love that. I, I didn't have my ears open for that, uh, but I, I might it, just check out the soundtrack um, just because just cause it was it's really got, good. It's got good music in it. Yeah, I know. It, it was funny because like, when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is like very John Carpentry. Uh, this reminds me of like the movie Halloween, and then just like when I was pulling it up to watch it a second time, like that was one of the things I it was I saw was just like also <laughs> featuring Night the the Zola Jesus remix, and I was like, what? <laughs> that's fucking insane, but that that's amazing. Uh, yeah. So what like i don't even i i'm like struggling with where to start because like mainly what i just want to do is be like i loved this i loved that um i i think i it, thought this part was really something <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was really special uh i run I think... don't walk to your local movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god lights camera fun uh <laughs> yeah no uh but I, I will say, like, the, the big draw of this movie is that it's, like, an unbelievable, like, ensemble, like, ensemble piece. Uh, there's so many memorable characters, uh, and, like, every, every actor, like, gets the absolute, like, pure value of all their screen time, and there's so much, like, character development for just absolutely everybody, um... And all of the performances are like stellar. They're like so so natural, and and it's such a believable little village. Even with like the even with like the slew of child actors, uh, like they do a good job too. Like it's I don't know. Uh, I, I, I was I, really struck by that. I feel like I, I had read somewhere that it's a part of it is because like a lot of the sort of general village characters are also like actually people from the the, the area that the, the the fictional village is sort of sort of placed. Uh huh. Um, so like that's definitely part of it is that it's it's got that sort of effect of just like we we hired a bunch of people to essentially play themselves, um, which is always like a good way good thing to do stuff like this. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that's like great about it is that like, and I didn't even notice this like explicitly until I was like reading interviews and stuff after, but they specifically like made the cast very diverse. But right. not in a way that felt like tokenizing to anybody. Yeah, like it, it just felt very naturally like this is a small village, so like everybody's a part of it, and so you don't really notice as you're watching it that like oh yeah, like you know it's it they're all they're all poor, they're they're all Brazilian, but like some people are like black Brazilian, some are white, some are like full like portuguese and then there's just a lot of like incidentally queer people amongst the cast but again yeah. it's never like attention's never drawn to it it's never like and here's our town homosexual 
it, it's like there's Lunga, and we'll get to Lunga, uh, oh, great character. Yeah, we will. Uh, and then there's Dominguez and her wife are, are also there. And it's just sort of like casually mentioned that she, she has a wife. And then like yeah. you see them like hold each other in like certain shots and stuff. It's it's done it's done in the exact kind of like I I've tried to figure out how to put this. It it is what like Disney DreamWorks Pixar thinks they're doing when they put gay characters in their films. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like we're not putting a big like, hey everyone, look at this gay like on it. <laughs> But like they are because it's like the 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 Cyclops and onwards going like I can't wait to go home turns to the camera and tell my wife <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to go home and fuck my wife um, who's gay by the way who is also gay God no yeah yeah it, but it's it was... like it's it's just that the characters exist and live in this world so the fact that they're gay comes up because it's you see them with their partners you you see them with your eyes yeah uh but it's not like you know because it's an ensemble film because it's a western because it's about a village coming together and working on stuff it doesn't it like the fact their sexuality doesn't come into play in it any more than everyone else's sexuality comes into it which it which it does you know there's there's sex workers in the film there's um Pakote and God, what's her name? The the girl who, who's visiting Teresa. Yeah, there, there's them like having chemistry. Which, by the way, as far as the ensemble goes, I love that like she is introduced and then he is introduced, and it seems like they're going to be the two characters that are like the protagonists, but they arguably have some of the like like least like sort of like big like blowout scenes in the film. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're both important, like, you know, they, they, they both contribute in the same way, like, everyone in, like, in the, in the film, especially, like, all the named characters contribute, but, like, I, I really love the subtle way in which they're introduced as these sort of, like, almost, like, cliche, like, movie, like, action characters, but then it's just, like, but they're not actually any more important than anyone else in this village. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Like, I was I, I was just so obsessed with like the shifting of of like perspective to uh, and and the way the way it portrays like different people's kind of roles and like what what niches they fill and like what you know what their skills are because like there there was a lot of kind of build up to like Pacote being this like killer or whatever and it, he what he what he ended up like doing was kind of like playing support class uh you know, toward the end of the movie, uh, and then, like, he kind of, like, seeds the, he seeds his position of power to, like, people that he trusts, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, speaking as, like, coming, going from the position of being the guy who's, like, putting everything together, noticing everything, realizing, realizing more or less that the town is gonna be in danger, and then, like, you know, like going to going to kind of consult the expert which yeah uh just really like i don't know like i'm i'm taken aback by the level of like character work and the and the like you know the the strength of the narrative also uh the actor and the character hot they're very they're, they're very <laughs> yeah. they're very hot 
There's there's definitely like I feel like there's just a little bit of a gaze on him in the film because like there's just like the scene where he's walking around open shirted and he keeps like moving in a way that opens the shirt further. <laughs> yeah, I was you know eyes emoji, but like yeah, I I yeah I I just really liked um I really liked the portrayal of like his character and yeah I like I like how. The movie doesn't, the movie feels, it doesn't feel suffocated. It feels like it's giving everybody room to breathe and room to, uh, you know, like room to make uh, like decisions that, you know, obliquely make some sort of sense. Um, I love, we can talk a little bit about Domingas, who uh, is played by, ooh, let me. I've got it. Uh, Sonia Son- Braga. So yeah, Sonia Braga, who I, I looked it up, is actually, um, been in a lot of like american television shows as well yeah she has like an incredible career um she was in kiss of the spider woman um and is yeah it's just all over the place um i thought that like her character kind of if i have to if i have to point to like one singular character that that kind of functions as the backbone of the movie it's it's maybe hers uh or her, I should say, uh, because, um, like, she just goes through such a roller coaster of, of, like, different states, uh, and, and, like, her character isn't, like, constrained at all, and, and she's, like, a, a drunken, grieving mess in, like, the first time we see her, and then the next time she's, you know, apologizing and she's like offering assistance and information to everybody and she's like immediately like people recognize the importance of you know her knowledge and like all of this shit like i don't know like she kind of exemplifies the way in which the movie like lets its characters breathe and like lets them uh be complicated and to kind of selectively like fade in and out of the background um to kind of do you know do what they're able to do yeah no it's 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 really interesting on the the start of the film it sets her up in a way where you think she's going to be kind of like the main conflict point and then like she's not like it's it's very much just like oh she's she's drunk and the matriarch who died is like one of her oldest friends and so now she's kind of like adjusting to essentially being like in a position of being one of the like new matriarchs essentially as one of the oldest people in the village and and you start to see that like early on where she takes responsibility for like telling uh tony jr like hey if she comes back uh if the sex worker that you're taking against her will comes back hurt uh i'll kill you (laughs) (laughs) i I will kill you uh real quick just want to read this line off wikipedia personal life during the 1980s Braga had relationships with Van Halen frontman David Lee Roth, with actor Robert Rudfield, and with director Clint Eastwood. Just Bellissimo. Girl, get it. <laughs> Fucking get it. Uh, that's that's incredible, and I yeah I I'm a, I am now I am newly completely obsessed with um with her. Uh. And yeah, I, I, and I, I also I also like her the part where she is um, kind of uh, she also kind of exemplifies like the attitude of the town and in, in specifically the scene where she, like 
the like leader of this like paramilitary gang um like rolls up and she's like come here just come eat eat some eat some food drink some cashew milk let's talk let's hash it out um and yeah i like that that whole scene uh was incredible uh the all the scenes with tony jr were also fucking so funny um that, so cathartic to watch that actor does such a good job playing just like exactly that kind of sleazeball like just even just the scene where he's sort of introduced rolling up with this music blasting nobody being around or wanting to talk to him <laughs> like uh he's like him just doing this like the most like pathetic attempt at like getting like voters like like to support him and then just immediately taking like one of their sex workers against her will <laughs> like for fucking real so so I I guess we could we could probably talk on like the 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 more overt political aspects of the film. Yeah. Um and let's so just to start with obviously uh neither Brewer or I are experts on Brazilian politics. 0%. Um, yeah, but I I I feel confident in in going forward with this because this uh inter- interview with Silvero Perrier, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the the last name. Pereira. Thank you. <laughs> uh, th- thank you. Thank you, American education system, for sending me to speech classes and destroying my ability to pronounce words that aren't basic English words. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, they, they they have a quote uh, where they're talking about. Uh, they're responding essentially to like some. They're like, oh yeah, some critics complained that like you need to know a lot about like Brazilian politics, and they're just like. That's they're just like that's fucking bullshit. Like, no, you don't. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, when I watch films like Baccaro or Parasite or Joker, <laughs> when I watch them, I identify immediately with the issues that they portray, no matter where they're from. Uh, and then they kind of tie that into the fact that this is very much so uh, an explicitly like anti-fascist, uh, socialist, communist so, left. It's it's a left-wing film that makes its politics via its story, not via like the American kind of liberal film of like, there's no part where the characters turn to the camera and say, and that's why, uh, (laughs) that's why restorative justice is the best (laughs) praxis. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's just a film that, you know, takes its inspiration from very, very real kinds of villages and very real class differences that exist in the society. And if you have any sort of awareness of those in your society and a general inkling of how that plays out on a global scale, the film's like, you get it. Like, you're going to get the film. There's there's maybe minor details that, like, you might be like, what's what's this thing? What's that thing? But, like, you're you're going to be able to follow the film. And, I mean... The other, the other thing, the other aspect of the film is that, like, a lot of the, um, it, it, it is, like, ex- explicitly, well, I guess I should say the, the gang, uh, the, like, sort of military gang that shows up, uh, it to, um, you know, kind of, like, slaughter this village are primarily, like, Americans. I think there's one, uh, guy from, was he from Australia? I don't, uh, it's, it's. It's sort of implied that they're like they're ambiguously 
Westerners. Yeah. Because there's uh, Michael, uh, Udo Kier's character, uh, Udo Kier being a, a like cult film actor, doing an amazing turn in this film, yeah. who's German, but is like also like he argues about how he's like a, an, a, a natu- uh, naturalized American citizen. There's characters that are very overtly American, but it's sort of just like ambiguously like maybe some of them are from Canada, maybe some are from Australia. They're just they're they are they represent the West and yeah. specifically the Imperial West. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. So mostly like... America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're they're like primarily Americans, and there's that whole there's that whole nightmarish scene where they uh, kind of insinuate that the like that the Brazilians are like not white, um, which is just like you know like kind of kind of on the nose uh, about like a lot of a lot of sort of reactionary right wing poli- uh, politics and shit like that. But uh, I I did really think that the line that was uh, really really crucial out of like a lot of what that like gang went through was like that whole argument where he's like i'm more american than you because i've been i've lived in america you know longer blah 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 blah, blah. longer than you've been alive yeah which is like if if you've been doing your reading you you would know the relevance of that because like a lot of a lot of the um sort of tenets of nazism like uh, like adolf hitler like idolized the united states and and what the and what the united states had done and like the you know united states has like a very long history with like a long and like expert history with like genocide uh you know inside and outside of its borders so like i i also kind of assumed that it's somewhat then thus thus maybe supposed to be implied that he's one of the operation paperclip nazis Oh, uh, since America very infamously uh, in like, let me see here, like basically after World War Two brought over like Nazi scientists and oh my God. put them in NASA and like basically like we, we use them to develop our projects. Um, right. I don't know if this is like explicitly supposed to be that, but it definitely feels like that's a uh, that's supposed to be like a, a, an implicit sort of like. If not, he is an Operation Paperclip guy because he'd be he'd have to be like super old if he was. But just sort of right. like you're supposed to be like, wait, you've been in America for this. Are, were you a Nazi? Were you a Nazi scientist that Americans brought? <laughs> like, I think it's supposed to make you go, wait a second, what do you? Hold on. <laughs> I was gonna say, especially since with the Operation Paperclip stuff, it is somewhat implied that they are there on like some sort of secret deep state like business kind of thing like like it's 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 heavily implied that they have political connections that will make it so that the fact that they were there is going to be covered up so there's an implication that they have some sort of access to power right and then there's those like earpieces and and like the point system that they keep talking about oh yeah which is yeah like... we never we never find out who's giving them orders yeah which I mean, like I don't need to know. I think, but I think it's a really fun touch. Um, and yeah, and I mean, you know, we we know our history. We know, yeah, <laughs> that this is more accurate than not. Uh, but, um, yeah, I I I loved all of the little like subgenres of white supremacist. I love the IT something awful guy. Uh, I loved 
the like guy who's only there because he is taking out his aggression against his ex-wife or whatever the uh, the bit of the of him just talking about like how he was going to shoot up a mall and like that being the bridge too far for everyone around yeah. him <laughs> yeah like there's so much there's so much infighting and there's just so much like goalpost moving there's like the other character who's just like a born and bred sociopath who like shoots a kid and then there's a big fight about him shooting a kid like god just call of duty players just like complete you know like a really just a very effective illustration speaking of on the on the first watch and i talked about this like with my roommates and like we kind of like decided like actually it was a good choice was like i thought it was weird how like the sex pervert lady and the sociopath guy like get kind of the quickest deaths because they just get killed in the shootout at the school like immediately yeah um but then as we were talking about it we were like oh actually i kind of like that because it's sort of like it goes against like their ideal which is that if they're gonna go out they're gonna go out in this like glorious flashy death and so for them to just get fucking just like annihilated by the village shooting them with guns and it being like kind of a pathetic death is like i think actually better than if they had like one of the flashier deaths in the movie yeah there's so many like incredible points in the movie where it, it like firmly positions like these opposing factions as like having very very different like goals because like obviously this these like people with guns just want to kill like like they just want to wipe these people off the map um you know for 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 capital and for like for political gain and for you know blah 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 blah. uh and like the the town is just like interested in self-defense and um there's a whole lot of just kind of like thematic weight given to that i feel like but um and i think that's a big reason why dominguez has that one scene where she tries to you know she tries to make peace as it were is that it's heavily implied that the people of the town like being descended from like bandits or some or are like and like the implication of the 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 old police cars that are out in the desert that are full of bullet holes like yeah the, the the unexplained history that tony jr has of them like it's very heavily implained that like this is a village that like lives in peace but <laughs> definitely as part of its history has like a willingness to like defend itself to the death of the other person and is very competent at doing so. Uh, right. A, a line which I really like being reflected in the end when they're going through the museum and she's like, no, 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 leave the blood on the wall exactly as it is, unfortunately. Uh, which I really like because it's like, it's a moment of just like, yes, no, we want this here because this is a part of our history. This is a thing that is going to be a part of our history, but it is unfortunate that it is a part of our history. Yeah. God, Yeah. And there's there's just such an interplay between the scenes that take place where like the bikers show up and they're asking all sorts of really like ignorant questions about the town, uh, and then all of a sudden like it kind of culminates in like this showdown that takes place in the museum that is showing you all over its walls the like uprisings and the like wartime efforts and like all sorts of shit that had to happen for the town to like 
retain itself and retain its like you know sovereignty and uh you know and all this shit so it's it's like very like funny in a political cartoon kind of way but then like once it yeah like you said once it kind of confronts it it's just like do you see you know it's a really effective movie because it's like do you see what we fucking have to deal with yeah i I I did like when I first watched it too, like and the second he like looks up the museum and he starts walking into it, I like slammed my head on the table like, oh my god, there's gonna be something in the museum that like because like throughout the film they keep telling like people to go check out the museum and it's like yeah. it completely recontextualizes that as like essentially like not a threat, but as a like speak walkly and carry a big stick kind of thing where it's like, oh, you should check out our museum in a very like, you should check out our museum so you know why you shouldn't try to fuck with us because we're suspicious <laughs> of you. Yeah. Learn about our history for your own sake. Welcome, stranger. You should really know more about us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do want to like point out like that it was completely like the UFO thing was just uh, like really genius i i just loved it as like a a a filmmaking touch yeah um (laughs) because it's like it it kind of like lulls you into the sense of just like oh crazy there's a there's a ufo now what kind of movie is this uh and then the movie like slaps you across the face like bitch you thought you were smarter than these characters (laughs) like you know the 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 villager being like Listen, it looked like a UFO. That shit was obviously a drone. Someone's spying on us. Uh, I, I love that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the audience, and, like, the way the the movie positions it, like, the audience is going, like, oh, fuck. It was. <laughs> it's uh, so, it's so fun. Yeah, because, like, it's like a, they, they introduce the conflict of, like, that's weird. Like, we're not, we're not on any map. So, like, your immediate assumption, basically until the the foreigners show up, is like that there's something supernatural going on and then it's like oh it's not supernatural it's just technology yeah it's just it's just a conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely well we should absolutely talk about oh my god oh my Uh, god lunga i i think i told you this right after i watched it i was like god i hope the the little baby baby queers watch this movie because they they need more lungas Unless Steven Universes or whatever, whatever their new one is, She-Ra. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that's what it's called. I, you know, oh, what are the God. what are the kids what are the kids putting on trans flags now? <laughs> oh my fucking god! Um, I, I I sincerely don't know the answer to that question. I don't know what the kids are watching. I'm old now. Oh my fucking god! Isn't that I'm great though? Old. Let me let me let me just search Twitter for who's yelling about uh about pride discourse and then I'll I'll find out what cartoons they watch. <laughs> this season's a red flag cartoon. What is it? Lunga is a character who is like this kind of queer coded, like mildly sort of like Lunga is like almost this like queer villain sort of sort of thing, but the character it is really kind of just like with instead of being a villain just kind of like an outcast for reasons that aren't like specifically explained or like you know just just kind of generally outside of uh outside of the town but not for reasons relating to 
not for reasons relating to their queerness, but like just because of like some sort of it was some sort of like political disagreement or something like that or just oh, like so, how the town um it was it was well it was partially that lunga was uh like a wanted bandit okay so she had she had done something with regards to there's a there's a big con- central conflict of tony jr in the film about the water supply and the town being mm. denied the water supply so it, it's somewhat implied that she did some sort of like paramilitary action there's like the line where they they call them like fag che guerrera <laughs> che guerrera oh my god um so it, it's basically implied that they did some sort of like revolutionary or paramilitary or like air quotes de- terrorist thing regarding the water supply to like basically make a demonstration and that they were consequently in like hiding from it because like when uh Pakato goes to visit them they're like where you followed that you see them like making calls to the village and like alerting them of stuff outside of it but it, it's sort of implied that they're in hiding and the village is kind of keeping them at arm's length because it's like oh your 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 actions have brought undue attention to us right okay that 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 squares that makes a lot of sense um yeah that's that's fucking sick uh f- f- probably like another uh, just another absolute favorite character uh like an unbelievable um like unbelievable eyeliner unbelievable like wig uh the very costume. good like found like found fashion look yeah yeah uh, uh so having having that person be like the character who kind of leads the movie more or less to its climax uh and and just like all of the sort of uh every everything leading up to that um just like really really brilliantly executed a really fucking really fucking cool just fucking just good the 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 character is very much so like is sort of like the town's like avenging angel character like they they, they are the yeah. town's like violent protector they are the one who is deployed as like the the sort of general to like keep the village safe is is sort of her implied role and if you notice we're we're blending pronouns a lot on this character um so i watched uh i rented one version and then i rented a different version of this film to show it to people and in the second version I watched, the, the pronouns are, they use different pronouns. So I'm assuming that, like, that's a translation choice thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But a thing we discovered from the interviews is that uh, Lunga was originally written and planned as a transwoman character. But her actor wanted to make the character more androgynously queer because mm-hmm. uh, they're a drag queen and they weren't comfortable being a drag queen playing a transwoman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is always understandable. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think the casting was in error. I don't think any of the like, I think that's the right choice. Um, and it made the it made the character, you know, like just precisely as interesting as uh, the character had, you know, any uh, hope of being, uh, especially with someone so 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 needed uh, as like such a, such a necessary performance and incredible fucking performance too yeah unbelievable just the exact right energy of just like 
anger and passion and like obvious love and care for the, the village that they are from. Yeah. Uh, and also like they, them walking around covered in blood of a machete is such a fucking powerful look. <laughs> <laughs> for fucking real. I, I also, I also did like the, uh, the sort of final, final retribution of uh, like burying the, guy well there there's also like all of this other there's a whole other like narrative where the movie is kind of does a couple times throughout the movie they do this thing where it's like they set it up so that the audience can spend some time in the space of like what is this town doing like why are they doing this like i don't think they explicitly explain um initially like why they're digging the hole and you can you can correct me if i'm wrong i might i might be you know my attention, my ADHD is uh, always stabbing me in the back while I'm watching movies, but I I don't remember them explaining why they are, why they start digging the hole like around when the attack starts at like midnight that one night, uh, because they set it up. Don't, don't they set it up as they're like digging a grave initially, but then it turns out that it's actually like a fucking underground bunker that they have. Yeah, no, I, I think it's definitely suggested that, like, what they are digging is, is some sort of grave or situation like that. I, if I remember, they do mention something about storage, but it's, it is it is it is definitely, like, ambiguous what they are digging the hole for. And you're some and then it's it's revealed later that it's like, oh, there's like a whole bunker down there that yeah. they're not they're not just digging a random like grave for the people who have been killed. Right. That being like the thing that kind of like and ends the movie uh is you know just like they're <laughs> like they yeah that that's what fucking happens run up and you get buried alive in a bunker I, I think what i love about that too is that it's arguably the most like horrifying fate reserved for yeah. the most like evil person but it's also like while they are doing it he's like delivering very much so like movie villain kind of like lines but it's mm -hmm. like they don't understand him and it's not like explicitly <laughs> made clear that they don't understand him but it's like a very nice touch of just like they don't know what the fuck you're saying dude like it doesn't like yeah and if they did they wouldn't fucking care yeah oh. uh he does have like a great line delivery though in that where he's like, ah, oh, so much like waste. And then like the the one woman who's like, oh, he, I think he would have been a good man once, which is such a like beautifully empathetic line. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Um, he like she like grabs his face and like just the way he goes, hello, is <laughs> <laughs> like, so fucking. It's such a. It's I. I don't know how to describe it, but it makes me laugh so hard every time he does it because it's such a like weird tonal shift for his character of him just going hello. <laughs> well it's just it, it's has this kind of like biting sarcasm because like a lot of his presence is just this like he has he has this specific style of like biting hatred uh and it that line that like line read stands out to me because it's like he's not really taking this shit seriously like he's about to be he's about to die he's about to be dead because of his bad decision that he made to try to kill this town uh but he like to the last minute like does not want to give up his like illusions of supremacy and his illusions of like power uh and, and yeah just like 
every every little part and every little line kind of like shows that about his character um and about a lot of those characters it's a good it's a it is a good film it is very much so le cinema <laughs> <laughs> it uh, is a quite literally kino uh, we are we are once again having a great moment in which i am remembering that film is good actually yeah yeah it feels feels good to be able to like talk about you know a movie a movie that i'm excited by and a movie that like blew me away again um just because there it turns out there's a lot more of those <laughs> than you would expect um but it, yeah, it's always, always, always an absolute joy. Uh, and I'm sure if you've listened this far, you have seen it. But you know, go watch it again, uh, or you know, watch it if for you, the very first ju- time. Yeah, get yeah, your friends to watch it. <laughs> if you're just listening to this to stim or to like, you know, try to figure out uh, what the movie is or whatever, like what, while you're go, cooking, go fucking watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it is extremely violent, and and it does have like very upsetting scenes of violence against like women and children. And women yeah, and children. There's, there there uh, are obviously themes of racism. Uh, I guess I guess kind yes. of homophobia. It's it, yeah it, imperialism. It is it is a movie that touches on these themes, and while it touches on them towards the service of a of a very satisfying Western sort of revenge film and a very positive like pro the people and their ability to overcome things ending you know i i like that yeah. even at the end of the film they they recognize the real cost of like what that kind of struggle also involves where like you see them carrying like the bodies of people who did not make it through the through the the, the firefight itself yeah yeah absolutely like the movie makes space for kind of every every aspect of these this kind of this style of like wrestling with authority uh and like there is there is a lot of uh you know there's a lot of like revenge and retribution and like a lot of uh you know certainly like a lot of a lot of i wouldn't say joy but just like grim sort of satisfaction of watching these (laughs) assholes get obliterated uh but like at the same time like nobody wants to kill (laughs) you know what i mean uh or or rather like no one in their right mind like wants to have to do that like wants to have to get to that place where that style of self-defense is necessary like that is that there is a huge cost and a huge like a huge amount of grief that is like that paves the road to that place um and uh you know there there's definitely like a lot of catharsis a lot of positive catharsis to be found in this movie especially right now yeah uh if you happen to be living in a place that is struggling against um authority which uh almost every member of the human population currently is uh then you know that's definitely there's a lot of value to that um but yeah i i also like how the movie kind of has space for the other aspects too yeah it's it, it's hopeful it's celebratory it indulges but it also like recognizes that like like th- ideally this shit wouldn't be the shit that like people have to do <laughs> yeah like ideally there would not be a boot on your throat that you have to cut off exactly uh 
as an as an aside, I know there's so there's so many shots in this film that I could be like, oh, I love this shot. But I think my favorite is with the reveal of Tony Jr. having been implicit and a part of it, which is like very such pointed commentary about like American investment and like Americans ties into like fascist governments across the the fucking globe. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The, the way that's revealed is that when he pulls up, they open the van and there are like six individual water bottles on on six individual bus seats that are like very clearly like <laughs> vip seats and stuff just like immediately like huh who are those water bottles for i wonder <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah that 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 whole that whole thing was so good i the 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 line where they're specifically <laughs> Just uh, just pointing it out as a line that I love. The line where they're like, "We are on a powerful psychotropic drug. Yeah. You are going to die." <laughs> like, oh, it, um, that was actually another thing I noticed uh, on my second watch is when he sends all those supplies and they have the part where they're like, "Oh, he gave us these pharmaceuticals, but like they're it's basically implied like these are basically like opioids. Like these aren't going to help us. Like he, these are drugs that will like make us sick and addicted." Um, yeah. I realized, oh, he gave them those to make them easier to hunt. Oh my like god! Like that, like that is an attempt to to because he is more familiar with the history of the village, so like that is definitely like an attempt to even even the playing field. Air quotes. <laughs> right. Wow, that's really. Ugh, there, there's so many. Yeah, what just a perfectly like paste sort of ramp up and like all of these little hints like i didn't even notice that but that's fucking awesome good movie another thing i really liked that i noticed on my second watch is that when um their complaint is like when the uh the two brazilian characters who are essentially collaborators like right before they get killed and one of them says something to the other uh the like the american character goes like please don't speak brazilian around us uh brazilian is not the language <laughs> it's portuguese <laughs> yeah like that was just like a line that was like delivered very quickly and short like so i missed it but on the second watch i was I'm like that's like a really funny detail is that like they they have so little respect for even the people that they're collaborating with that they like don't even like not just that they don't learn the language they don't even learn what the name of the language is jesus fucking christ yeah, all all of the all of the stupid American bits. Like, I, I'm an easy mark. I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go for those bits. Um, but like they were well, they were very well executed too, and like pretty pretty accurate, pretty accurate. Uh, but yeah, like the the sheer like lack of respect and the refusal to know anything about Brazil, and like the there is like a, a lot of a lot of Bolsonaro's support. I think came from like the um the sort of uh middle working class which uh is most mostly like south of brazil so and that's that's where the two brazilian uh members of that like squad are from yes um, uh which I, is I, i'd mentioned i had just listened to an interview with a guy talking about brazilian politics and uh yeah no he 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 specifically says that like a, a very good chunk of bolsonaro's support is uh essentially the the petty bourgeoisie of brazil <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um so it seems pretty crucial to the narrative and you know to my understanding of history that they get gunned down like fucking 
first almost L- literally uh, immediately after being proven useful it's just like just kidding we actually don't respect you anymore <laughs> then we respect <laughs> the people around you in fact we respect you less because you're you're willing to work with us yeah absolutely um but uh yeah the other thing did we already i don't know if we already mentioned this on recording but uh this movie was apparently written before the election of Bolsonaro. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the uh, I don't want to pull up the the tab with the actor's name again, but the the actor who plays Lunga is even just like, yeah, we actually worked on sorry working on this film before Bolsonaro, which just goes to show uh, how universal <laughs> and like how constantly true about politics and the landlording class uh, these things are. God. Which makes it also makes it setting being like in the not too distant future, like very, very prescient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, there are motherfuckers out there who would sign up to do this, like who would sign up to be deployed uh, in some fucking random country to introduce fascism and in, in, into places. I mean, like people do this shit all the fucking time. I was going to say, yeah, we just had that failed coup. With the like, <laughs> with like the the world's most like low budget like paramilitary group oh just God. immediately getting caught. Like that's basically who the antagonists in the film are. Are like the <laughs> Instagram paramilitary guys. Yeah, who f- like do their like? W- was it at, at, what fucking restaurant were they at? Was it Applebee's or something oh, like fuck. that? I they forgot were, about they that. They all took that group photo at. What, they're like. Remember when it came out that one of them had tweeted at Trump, like, on their unlocked main account? <laughs> like, hey, we're heading towards the border, like, right now. <laughs> oh, my fucking God, dude. Uh, <laughs> cringe coup. <laughs> Top 10 epic fail. Cr- I love the bit, by the way, that, like, the Picotti is, like, is just in, like, some, like, top 10, like, cartel kills video or something. <laughs> Okay, yeah. And then them um, watching it on, like, basically Chromecast, but, like, on the back of a, of a car that has a giant TV strap to it. The town is just, like, chilling watching this, like, l- watching this, like, lively, like, compilation of Pakot, like, killing people. With, with, and, like, and... with, like, America's Funniest Home Video sound effects, like, added into it, which is, like, the most <laughs> surreal part about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, go off. I also loved. I, I loved that that whole like truck. I love. I do want to give a shout out to DJ or so, uh, another incredible character, uh, and uh, also like the guy with the guitar. Just I'm just thinking about characters in this movie. Yeah. Now, but <laughs> yeah, no, I I think. It it would be so easy to just go down and be like, here's all the characters I liked in this film, the Baccaro character tier list, uh, but they'd all <laughs> just be like gold stars. <laughs> yeah, S plus for everybody. Definitely, if you like westerns or if you know somebody who likes westerns, good good to watch with them. But I think yeah, overall it's it's a I liked it. It's a good film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very dense movie. Um, I'm definitely gonna watch it. You know, again and again and again. Uh, just because, like, I there is still yet more depth uh, to kind of to kind of see there, and and um, just like an infinite amount of relevancy, uh, and uh, and it's just and it's just so much goddamn fun too. Um, it's it's 
How's it, how's it all, baby? It, it, it really is like the same kind of excitement you get from like you got like watching like Parasite. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Well, it, it's it's part of the same like school of filmmaking thought, and it's part of the same like moment, and it's similarly uh, urgent. Uh, and I and I I think like urgency in art is absolutely like uh needed right now and it, and it and it it's great to see things that like feel you know kind of more or less the way that i feel about how things are going in the world in the little old world out there yeah no it's it's i i really feel like we're having a, a good moment right now for films like this and i'm really hoping that doesn't immediately get commodified in some way <laughs> <laughs> which which would oh, probably be my biggest fear. Have you watched the Snowpiercer television show yet? Oh god, I forgot about that. It's literally copaganda. It is copaganda. What a fucking insult. The disrespect. I un unfucking believable. Uh yeah, don't get me started. So, Baru, what are what what are you glad uh you spent your money on streaming this rather than buying <laughs> um i would not rather have spent my money on my my 12 dollars for streaming baccarat 12 or 14 i don't fucking remember um man like a like a cable like a month of cable news subscription i would i wouldn't i would not rather have had been exposed to that I would rather have bought a gun. <laughs> Jay, what would you uh, I, rather? I guess I'm, I, I mean, I am glad I, um, as soon as Bernie dropped out, that I discontinued my Act Blue uh, direct donations. <laughs> uh, so uh -huh. I'm glad that my $12 did not go towards the Democratic Party. Yeah, um, friendship with electoralism ended. I, I guess like maybe like oh I wish I had uh, like maybe spent my money on like bus fare <laughs> to go check out the Chaz like when it or like to go down to yeah. those protests when they were first popping off. I I literally happened to be like I was re quarantining uh, elsewhere like right when that all popped off. So I was like. Right. I guess if I could have somehow spent money to to have undone that, uh, that would have been nice. So as always, plug in our other shit. Uh, we've got a Patreon exclusive series called um, uh, "Film Critters Throws It Back." I'm forgetting the fucking name of my own show. Uh, you unlock access to it at five dollar tier or above. We talk about uh, movies from not recently, as voted by you. By you, our the perspective fans, yeah. or current patron. Um, yeah. Next month we're going to be talking about misery. Yeah. Oh yeah, misery. And then uh, after that, uh, relatedly to the copaganda we were talking about, we're going to be talking about copaganda films. Yeah. So we'll a poll will be going up shortly um, on which copaganda we should expose ourselves to. Uh, you know. And and test our test our immunity. Oh yeah, we've got uh, Artemis Fowl. <laughs> Artemis Fowl. Oh my fuck! 
fucking god. I forgot about Artemis Fowl. How could yeah, so how could you soon. forget <laughs> about Artemis I, Fowl? Know, I, I actually don't. I don't know how I how I could forget. Um, Are you telling um, me that it's a forgettable thing? <laughs> let, let me tell you how I forgot purposefully. Uh, but yeah, look forward to that. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I am, as always, Baru. I am, as usually, Jay Bear Hat. <laughs> Bye. Bye.